Good morning, my friends. My friends out there on this planetoid, that's what they call it, planet Earth. It's Friday, May the 19th, 2023, Bo Blimpdock, just after 7.30 a.m. here in Scompton, Utah. I can't tell you what time it is where you are. It could be later. It could be earlier. I want to tell you a, a story, most of which, maybe all of which, is true. This morning, I took a dog. For a walk. That's right. I took a dog for a walk this morning at around 6 a.m. And I looked to the east. I looked directly into the sun. It was a red sun. I stared directly at it. Yesterday, it burned my face. This morning, I looked at the sun. It was a red sun. I could have kept, you know, staring. That's right. A red sun. Directly above me, the sky looked like what they used to, well, what they used to, I guess this doesn't even apply used to. The sky looked like what they call today, um, mostly clear. If you subtract out all the particulates of dust and grime and garbage in the sky, it was mostly clear here in Scompton, Utah. That's rural Utah. That's not far from the Uinta Mountains. You know where they got the 80 feet of fucking snow, shithead? And the air quality was so bad that you could stare directly at the sun. I don't mean the crest of the sun. I don't mean a sliver of the sun. It was standing there like a red orb and you could look straight at it. Maybe that's normal. Maybe it's not. It seemed like an omen and not a particularly good one. Yesterday, same time, the sun burned my face off. But today, I could stare right at it and it was red. I don't know what that means. I have some good news for you, brothers and sisters. Um, maybe not that good of news, but these days you grope at whatever fucking news you can find. Am I right? Yeah. I got some good news. I am lucky to have a number of very generous donors. I wish I had a lot of people who could give a little, but I am lucky to have a few that give a lot, and it is luck, because I don't know how I hold on to them. I don't give them a lot of really positive messages. I don't give them a lot of really happy, shiny stories. There are other podcasts where they could 
hear about traveling to Mars or, or going to outer space or living to be 200 years old. I just found out something. A dude I met once, you know, kind of a transhumanist. He told me he was going to be 200 years old. He told me he was going to live to be 200 years old. He died a few weeks ago. Now, of course, one of the people who know the guy, a guy I used to know, says it was the vaccine or maybe it was the vaccine. I don't know. Like I said, I've been to the hospital twice in the last year. Pretty much, I would say, that's what? 80% of all the time I've ever been to the fucking hospital? And not once did they force one of those weird-ass let's-stick-plastic-up-your-nose tests. And not once did they force on me any other type of COVID test. And not once did they force on me some rinky-dink fucking COVID-19 vaccine. But that's probably because I live in Scompton, Utah. You should move here, shithead. If you're afraid of the vaccines and the viruses and the monkey freaks wearing black and pretending to be commies, if you're afraid of that shit, come to Scompton. Because even if the sun is a, a glowing red ball staring at you at 6 a.m. and you can stare back at it right into the face of hell, one thing's for certain, brothers and sisters, you don't have to worry about the fucking vaccine. But let's get to some good news. A donor provided some money, and I'm still behind on rent, so i got to figure that out, but a donor provided enough money to buy me six more months for the blog, you know, for planetarystatusreport.com. That means that if I get canceled from YouTube, which is inevitable, and I get canceled from Spotify, which seems likely, at least there's still a place you can get the podcast. I, I don't even know if I should tell you that's good news, because, you know, Bluehost... In the last few weeks, has been acting a little bit like GoDaddy did before they canceled me. So who knows, brothers and sisters, if this is really good news. That's why in the outline I say a little. It's a little good news. It's also possible that in two weeks, Bluehost cancels me, keeps my fees just like GoDaddy did, you know. Uh, screws me over like GoDaddy did. And guess what? There isn't a person in the world who's going to take my legal case, not against GoDaddy, not against anybody else, not against SoundCloud. I paid them many hundreds of dollars for several years, and they provably shadow banned me. In terms of Sarbanes-Oxley, in terms of things you can prove because you have emails. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I paid them. It doesn't matter that they canceled me. It doesn't. Not at this point. As we go through the news today, I think maybe you'll understand. But as I've been saying in recent weeks, I think we're way too close. Whatever's about to happen is going to be a giant eraser. And it's going to erase away all the things that aren't really problems. You know, a lot of you hold on. What about the price of my home? That's a problem from 2019. You just haven't caught up yet, shithead. 
What about my job? Yeah, that's another problem from 2019. You just haven't caught up, shithead. What about, what about, what about? What about the vaccine? What about the virus? What about drag queen story time? What about Klaus Schwab and the reset? All of these are bullshit problems and something is about to happen that's going to erase all of it. That's good news, right? It's going to come along like a giant wall of water and it's going to wash away all the things that are not real concerns. Oh, am I overweight? <gasps> Brothers and sisters, I have a feeling that if you survive the next few months, um, issues of control of your diet and how much food you eat and whether you're overweight will become less relevant. Not to say you won't look juicy to other people. You probably will, and that therein lies a problem. But in terms of you gaining weight, I don't think it will be. The Norman Borlaug fuckfest is almost over. Most of the topsoil is in the Gulf of Mexico. So if you're worried about carbs and bad food, good news, brothers and sisters. I believe very soon that's not going to be a fucking worry. But I guess I have some good news too, right? A little bit of happy, optimistic news. At least for six more months, assuming that is a meaningful you know, period of time, at least for six more months, this podcast can continue. Uh, if anyone listens, if all 100 people or 200 people listen. Next topic. So, <laughs> I have this Dr. Freckles quote filed under optimism. Only in a neo-Stalinist pillhead shithole could people be excited about the national debt going up. Dr. Freckles, what does that mean? Well, I was reading a Zero Hedge article that was reminiscent of articles from more than a decade ago. Futures rise on hope for more stimulus. Futures rise on hope for more stimulus. Between 2009 and pretty much up until the fucking, well... I would say until 2015, for about six years, 2015, 2016, for about six or seven years, Zero Hedge would have all these articles, these Tina, FOMO, you can't fight the Fed, futures rise on hopes for more stimulus. You have to be a crackhead to think the national debt going up is good. You have to be a crackhead to think the national debt becoming multiples, excuse me, of our GDP and potentially matching the worldwide GDP at some point, you have to be a fucking crackhead. There's nothing optimistic about that. And yet, the way Zero Hedge spins is like, oh, yay, joy, people excited in futures rising on the iPhone stuff because, you know, we get the 10-year-olds digging for the fucking cobalt because we can just print more fucking money. That's optimistic, right? Where do you think that ends up, brothers and sisters? Me, I'm an old, burnt-out, bankrupt hobo. So I can tell you where it ends. What did Hemingway once say? I, how did I go bankrupt? Slowly, then all at once. Yeah.
only in a neo-Stalinist pillhead shithole. Could people be excited about the national debt going up? I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because me personally, I think I've decided that the, that the best case and the worst case scenarios have now shifted. I don't think the best case scenario is the collapse of the dollar. Not to say that shit like that won't potentially happen in those final hours. I mean, <laughs> who's going to take your fucking green back when you're running for your fucking life, the answer is nobody. But that's not really dollar collapse, that's just chaos. No, I, I don't think the new best case is that. I think the new best case, potentially, if we're lucky, is that we're about to experience a 10,000-year event. What some people in certain disgrace fields call punctuated equilibrium. By the way, that's another topic the government makes fun of. Punctuated equilibrium. All the government scientists, they get the funding. They love to mock it. Oh, it's only gradual. Everything's gradual. Yeah, okay, crackhead. Gradual. So trillions of tons of organic material around the Arctic Circle will gradually convert to gas. Maybe. When I took biology in high school, when they still taught science, they told me the rate at which bacteria and other microorganisms reproduce is geometric. Another word for that is nonlinear. Kind of like that math problem they gave you in high school for recursive functions. If I gave you a penny today and a penny every day till the end of the month, but the pennies, you know, multiplied at a certain rate, you know, blah, blah, blah. Brothers and sisters, it's not linear. It's not. But anyways, you know, a lesser catastrophe is now dollar collapse. It really is. I, I think that maybe the likely best case is now a 10,000-year event. And the worst case is something just too fucking shitty to talk about that there's no point to talk about it. Next topic. Here's an article. Actually, this comes from Brown University. It's a, it's a paper, it's an article, and it talks about deaths related to 9-11, post-9-11. Post-9-11, wars, destruction of economies, public services, infrastructure, and the environment led to deaths that occur long after the bombs went off. In terms of total deaths, and I'm just going to summarize, it is estimated that between 4.5 and 4.6 million people were killed. It's not easy to calculate those numbers. Some of them, not a very big number, were killed in fighting. But way more, especially children, were killed by disease and famine and other issues. I'm going to let you read the full paper if you want to. We've talked about this before. You know, if you think that 9-11 was a legit event, even if you think so, the actions we took post 9-11 were atrocious in, in the sense of an atrocity, okay? If you believe you were told the truth, if you go to pretend land and cover your ears and never think about World Trade Center 7, 
and how it went down, I don't know, seven or eight hours later, and how it was reported to have collapsed in Great Britain, in the UK, 30 minutes before it did. If you want to believe all that fucking nonsense, and I've been told by people who claim to be Christians that they don't want to know the truth, well, Christian, if you're hearing me, we killed millions of people. For what? Exactly. For what? You tell me, brothers and sisters, why did all those kids get killed? Why did we go to Afghanistan and guard poppy fields and do payouts to human traffickers? Why was it a soldier could go to Afghanistan, guard a poppy field, and then come back to the States and overdose on the shit they were fucking guarding? I knew people in the service who told me stories that would spin your fucking head. Going around Afghanistan, handing out bricks of $100 bill bricks. Bricks of hundreds. Each brick probably 100 to 200,000 bucks. Just handing them out. Huh, I wonder how we got into so much debt, brothers and sisters. I wonder. It's a question, right? But as I've said in the past, there's the paper debt and there's the real debt. These dead people, this, this is real debt. You can't pay this back. You're never going to pay this back. You can print all the money in the fucking world and you're never going to bring back all the dead kids. Ever. They're dead. It's estimated since World War II the United States government has contributed to the deaths of deaths, you know, the dying of between 20 and 30 million people worldwide. That the United States military through its actions did that. Even to this day in Southeast Asia, that's Thailand, that's Burma, that's C -C -C Cambodia, that's Vietnam. Even to this day, women are likely to have kids with birth defects. People die of cancer and they'll be doing that because of all the toxic garbage we dump there for the next 10,000 years, if you think we got 10 years. Right? There's the debt you can calculate. And you can say, well, Dan, we're just $31 trillion in debt. Is that all? And then there's the debt that is incalculable. There's the hidden debt. There's the tire fire under St. Louis, I think, creeping its way to a nuclear waste dump from World War II. Who knows all the dark, devilish, hidden Easter eggs that are everywhere across the country, brothers and sisters. Once this crooked government falls, all that shit's still going to remain. That's debt. That's debt that will never be repaid. That is shit we're going to have to take care of. That's shit we're going to have to fix and deal with. And good luck, right? Because I'm not sure we have the time. I just don't know. I don't. Next topic. So Zero Hedge had a happy, shiny article. <laughs> Frankly, I consider Zero Hedge grotesquely optimistic at this point. And it had to do with the price of eggs. And I'm going to leave you to read it. I don't think I'm going to read this article. Um, I can tell you anecdotally that the price of eggs at Davis, the grocery store nearby, the prices have gone down a lot in recent weeks. And you could say to yourself, well, then that's good. That means inflation's going down. Hmm. What I find interesting, and, and this is the, the conundrum I'm going to pr propose for you as I drink a little bit of coffee here.
Whereas the price of eggs have gone down. The price of foods that are prepared, foods you can put into a basement for 10 years, the price of foods that are storable has stayed steady or gone up. So yeah, I've noticed meat, fresh meat, fresh fish, quote unquote, wherever the hell they're getting it, fresh eggs. Yeah, the prices have gone down. Do you understand these are perishable items? Which means that if they don't lower prices, they simply go bad. They don't last months and years. They don't ship them back to a factory to be powdered. They simply get dumped. So it's true. The price of eggs have gone down. Ask me about every other aisle in the grocery store where stuff is not perishable. Ask me about those prices, shithead. Before you get all excited that this is a sign, oh, but now it means we're in the deflationary cycle. No, it doesn't. I think it means something a little bit more ominous. But we'll find out, right? That is the message right now, that inflation is going down because the egg prices are going down. I would propose another, another um, interpretation, that perishable items, until the end, whatever the end is, whenever it shows up, perishable items are going to fluctuate. And they will. They'll go up, they'll go down, they'll go up, they'll go down. At the very, very end, the prices will probably be high, or frankly, the grocery store will be abandoned. Um... But if you think because the egg prices are going down and Biden says unemployment's really low, that somehow we're on the verge of a giant economic recovery, then you have been bargaining for lesser catastrophes and looking for whimsical little fairies to save your ass. They're not out there. I, I, just, I would love to give you something that you could hold on to to say, oh my God, Dan, it seems that all the stuff that's dark and bad is behind us now, and its I just don't think it's true. You can go to a podcast anywhere else and hear people tell you that. You go onto YouTube, and someone will tell you, look at my big house, look at my big car, listen to me, egg prices down, everything's okay. You go there, brothers and sisters. If you need someone to lie to you, you go there. I might be wrong, but I'm not going to deceive you. If I am wrong, I'll admit it. Right now, especially based on what I saw this morning, I feel like the Lord's telling me I'm not wrong. And since I'm a Christian, that means that, well, maybe this isn't a 10,000-year event. Maybe this is that event that was foretold, and maybe this is the beginning of it. And maybe very, very soon, a lot of people you know are just going to disappear. They'll be gone. 
And if you want to make fun of me, oh, you're one of those Kirk Cameron people, left behind people. The word rapture doesn't show up in the Bible. Well, that's actually true, except for the fact that there are many references to a thing you could call the rapture, except for that. But again, pick and choose, pick and choose, brothers and sisters. Go to the grocery store, get yourself a shitload of eggs, make yourself a fucking omelet and make yourself feel better. I I just don't care. The Lord knows this. I love and try to love. I try to forgive and I try to accept. But if you're going to ask me to go off the cliff with you, if you want to go off the cliff, my answer is no. If you want to dance with Satan and say, Dan, join the party, my answer is no. I don't have a YouTube channel that shows you my fancy house. I don't have a YouTube channel that talks about my fucking BMW or my Tesla. I don't have that. I don't care to. There isn't time. Would I like to have more money than I have now? Well, given I have shit ton nothing, it would be great to have more money. I could pay rent, for example. But would I sell my soul to tell you lies so that you can simply feel better? I don't think I'll ever do that. And if you need that, if you need to be lied to, then you pick the wrong fucking podcast to listen to. That would be my advice to you, my friend. I have been really trying and struggling for a way to start doing this podcast so that I could give you a positive message. But what I've come to understand is that the only positive message I could possibly give you would be the Word of God. That's it. That's the most positive thing I could tell you right now. I could tell you that prayer is powerful and that praying for people works. I will also tell you the Lord is just As the Lord is kind, the Lord is also just, and the Lord loves us. But part of loving is also accepting, and part of accepting is letting people deal with their fucking consequences. And one of the problems I have with a lot of people on Planet Boblimpdoc right now is they think that there are fancy ways to avoid consequences. Like, for example, the debt ceiling debate. Well, if they raise the debt ceiling, everything's going to be fine. No, no. No, because if you were a banker and I went to your fucking bank in Seattle and I said I'm bankrupt and broke and in debt and I owe money, please give me a bigger credit card. Do you think the bank in Seattle would do that? Shithead, if you're listening, if you're out there listening, one of you shitheads out there that are bankers, do you think if I came to your fucking bank and said, oh my God, you have to raise my credit limit because I don't have any fucking money. No, I don't think that would ever fucking happen, shithead. So why, in your tiny pea brain, do you think this is optimistic? Why do you think this is good? 
You see, <laughs> I can understand why the military psychological warfare works, and I've been talking about it for three years. It's not just that they're good at being grifters, they are. But they also know that if they give you things that reward your belief system, that somehow reinforce your stupid ideas, if they give you things that give you a Walt Disney happy ending, even if there is a Club 33 where kids are being raped, you'll go for it. You'll go to Disneyland. You'll cover your eyes as you pass that building. You'll pretend you don't hear, right? Millions of people were killed during the ongoing wars on terror. Every day the United States steals oil from Syria, a country that is poor. All that super tech that's going to give you electric cars requires basically doing more damage to nature than you can fucking imagine at this point. Oh, but Dan, we can mine the asteroids. Shithead. If we haven't done it already, we probably won't. But here's what I'll say to your mining the asteroids bullshit. If we can't go back to the moon after half a fucking century, and I still don't think we're going to, but if it takes us half a century to go back, I would venture to guess that we're never fucking mining asteroids. Shithead. Now you can hold on to your chat GP GPT, and you can hold on to your I read a fusion, a fusion energy article. You can hold on to whatever crap you want to. It is too late in the game for me to convince people that their reality is false. In fact, many of you will be grasping on to your bullshit ideas as you sink below the surface. And I, I would say, well, as a Christian, am I sorry? Of course I'm sorry. That doesn't mean I have to drown with you either physically or spiritually. That doesn't mean I have to go down your fucking shithole. If you want to, well, I'll vote for Trump next year. Really? You think so? You think you're voting for Trump next year? You think we're going back to the fucking moon? You think any of the stuff they've told you is going to happen? If you need to believe it, I get it. But please, please, brothers and sisters, at least have the fucking integrity to admit at the end that you were wrong. You won't. You'll be too fucking crazy. I remember what I said in the summer 2021, a couple years ago. I said that it is more likely the stock market keeps going up days after there's no food at the grocery store. Days. Assuming the sequence of time works out that way. Assuming there's electricity, right? If you're waiting for the stock market to tell you that everything's broken, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. And at this point in time, buying gold and silver, I mean, that was the optimistic thing to do a year ago. At this point in time, I'm not sure that's the wisest use of your money either. If you want a best case scenario, you need to find yourself at someplace at least two to three hundred feet above sea level right now, some place that has fresh water, some place that has caves that you can go into for shelter if you don't have the money to build a bunker, you need to find yourself a safe zone like Toot Sweet. That's your best case scenario now. Dollar collapse? Well, sure. It's, I had this guy on Spotify, Dan, the odds of dollar collapse. Uh, listen, shithead. 
fiat currencies implode about every 50 fucking years, okay? So the odds of predicting that bankruptcy happens is, I don't know, 100% when it comes to hobo shitheads. And the government is filled with hobo shitheads. But Dan, the class rate, they, yeah, I think they've been lying to us. I do. About, about a lot of things. And I think if you want to find the truth, you have to look at things they mock. For example, there's a theory in evolutionary biology and also in terms of ecosystems called punctuated equilibrium. Now, what does that mean, Dan? Well, for the most part, living systems seek equilibrium, which means a balance. And for the last 7,000 years, human civilization has been quite lucky. We have been in a balance of forces. The Arctic has been an air conditioner. It's kept the Earth, if, you're, if you believe what you're told, it's kept the Earth rather cool compared to historical norms, which means that over the course of life on Earth, going back billions of years, the Earth has been warmer, not colder, for the most part. Yeah, there have been wild swings, and yes, there have been ice ages. But we're talking about averages here, brothers and sisters. We're talking about trends. And the quote-unquote reversion to the mean for planet Earth would be a warmer place. It would be what some people call hothouse Earth. It would be a place that, other than at high altitude, you might never see ice again. At least not, you know, natural ice. You might, you know, have a refrigerator and a freezer. But other than at high altitude, you might never see snow again. Um, that's been the norm for most of Earth history. It has been exceptional that in the last 7,000 years, the Arctic has worked as an air conditioner. But what I can tell as a Sovietologist reading between the lines is that the Arctic permafrost is in collapse, that microbes that are breaking it down are doing what they do at a non-linear rate, they're producing CO2, fine, not the big issue. They're producing methane, which is 200 times worse than CO2, that's an issue. They're producing nitrous oxide, which is 1,600 times worse than CO2. Well, Dan, there's not as much, no, there's not as much nitrous oxide, but it turns out that when it's 1,600 times worse, you don't need as much. Yeah, as a greenhouse gas goes, so to speak. And none of this, none of this has anything to do with the gaslighting bullshit around climate change or global warming. None of this has anything to do with that bullshit at all, period. So it's a long-winded way of saying, if you go to the grocery store today and you see eggs have gone down in price, understand this. Until the very end, and I think Jerome Powell has always got an eye on the door, eye on the exit, until the very end, perishables are going to fluctuate a lot. You're going to see price spikes. They'll go up, they'll go down, they'll go up, they'll go down. There'll be a lot of fluctuation. Gasoline and diesel are permanently going to be going up, even if there are little dips. It, compare it to 10 years ago, buddy. Compare it to 20 years ago. Are you ever going to see a $15 a barrel oil again? The answer is no. But Dan, what about March 2020? <laughs> Contango, shithead. Yeah, March 2020 was a monkey fuck of psyop proportions. March of 2020 was a result of the COVID-19 bullshit. 
Do you really think anybody was going to deliver on a billion barrels of oil at a price of zero in March of 2020, shithead? Well, that's in the rearview mirror anyways, right? Stop calling me a shithead. I don't care. A lot of my listeners, maybe all of them are pretty cool, but when I say all of my listeners, we're talking about 50, maybe 100 people. Okay? All my listeners out there. I love you guys, and you're great, and you're helpful, and you're supportive. So maybe I'm not calling you a shithead. I'm calling those motherfuckers out there who really believe that the price of eggs going down is a good sign. I'll tell you, it means nothing. It doesn't mean good. It doesn't mean bad. And if you like eggs, I'd buy a shitload right now. I'd buy all you can find. I'd figure out some of those techniques for storing them. I don't know if it's formaldehyde. Um, or if it's something else, there's a material you can use. And I don't know if I want to look it up. Let me let me look it up really quick, so at least I can give you some good information. Storing eggs long term in. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Preserving eggs, water glassing eggs. How to preserve your eggs? Okay. Yeah, so I guess you can store them in water. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've heard you can store eggs a long time. So if you're excited about the price of eggs, I would research topics like water glassing. I would research this subject. And yeah, go get yourself a shitload of eggs and figure out how to store them. There's your optimistic interpretation of events. As of right now, I would not recommend you spend your money on gold or silver. And if you think I would recommend Bitcoin or crypto, whatever, no, don't do that either. As of right now, I'd get yourself a good CB radio. I would do what you know my friend AJ in Florida and I were talking about in 2019, learn how to purify water. I would learn how to grow food in adverse conditions. Don't don't think about growing food in ideal conditions unless you want to die. But I would learn about doing that. I would learn about preserving food. And yeah, if you can do it, buy a shitload of eggs and preserve them. Because the prices do look good and they might never look this good again. You just never know. And that applies to every perishable thing at the grocery store. Can it, jar it, store it. There is your optimistic perspective. That is your best case scenario. Dollar collapse, I think, is probably whimsical at this point. To think that we're just heading towards a multi-decade human catastrophe is probably way too whimsical Irish optimistic thinking. Next topic. And it's the last topic for this relatively short and angry podcast. It's a quote from Dr. Freckles. As empires collapse, grifters and parasites multiply.
Once again from Dr. Freckles. As empires collapse, grifters and parasites multiply. What does that mean? Well, you know, in 2019, and that was more or less the year I decided to just say, folks, whatever's coming next is not normal. It's not going to be normal. Whatever normal meant, whatever the American century meant, that Henry Luch article from Time magazine, whatever the fuck you thought that meant, in 2019, I shot the flare and I said, it's over. I didn't know exactly what was coming. It's why I did a podcast called The Great Discontinuity. I'm not going to put a link in the blog and say, go look at this. Same reason. I'm not going to grab the anchor. Same reason. Just because you want to drown doesn't mean I want to drown. It also doesn't mean I'm going to live, by the way. Doesn't mean I'm going to live, not in a physical sense. We all die. Just like that craphead who told me, Dan, I'm going to live to be 200 years old. That didn't quite work out, though, did it? Ray Kurzweil says he's going to live forever. I will bet you that's also not going to happen. If there is a way to live forever, it has nothing to do with Planet Boblimtok, nothing to do with the crap here, chat, GPT, fusion energy, taking the cobalt and the lithium from asteroids. If you're hoping that an asteroid's going to give you a new cell phone, you're probably fucking wrong. Probably. As empires collapse, grifters and parasites multiply. As empires fall apart, you find out the true metal of the people on the inside. And government corrupts, excuse me, government corrupts. Government attracts really corrupt people, really bad people. Oh, but Dan, aren't there heroes? No. May, I, I mean, I was almost going to say maybe at some time in the distant past, you had more naive people who thought that they could do the right thing. But these days, it's mostly parasites and grifters, and they're everywhere. And when they suspect that the ship is sinking, when they think the house is on fire, they're going to grab and steal and take everything they can find and run for, for the door. Why? Once again, I ask this question, motherfuckers, are people so fucking optimistic about the debt ceiling going up? The same reason this quote is meaningful. As empires fall apart, the grifters and the parasites and the scumbags and the shitheads take and steal and grab whatever they can, as if it's going to help. They grab the gold off the ship and they put it in their pockets, and then they end up in the water. Goodbye, sinking below the sea. That motherfucker, he could empty his pockets. He could dump all that gold. He could dump all those bad ideas. But that grifter parasite shithead is not going to. That neo-Stalinist pillhead freak is going to load his or her pockets with gold and fall into the sea and sink to the bottom as if a millstone were wrapped around their fucking neck. That is what we're seeing already. We've been seeing it for a couple decades, brothers and sisters. I suspect <laughs> that what's about to happen, and I don't know for certain what it is, to my friend out there on Spotify who left me a message, I don't know for certain what the worst case scenario is, but I'm beginning to think it is a 10,000 year event, the kind of thing that happens, and then maybe 
if we're real lucky and we pray real hard, 10,000 years from now, some archaeologist, probably a dog person, maybe the crow people, they will uncover enough information to give us a paragraph of text for 7,000 years. Everything since the Sumerians, everything since the Yellow River Civilization, everything since Slash and Burn. All that history, science, and culture will fit into a paragraph. And I think they will call us the garbage people. Because our toxic garbage, whether it's the shit we dumped on Southeast Asia, or every boiling water reactor that ends up cooking off and spreading shit everywhere, our toxic garbage will be the only thing they have evidence of. So they'll call us the garbage people. And if there is no God, and I don't think that's the case, but if there were no God, then rightly so. We are the garbage people. We'll get a paragraph in the Crow People's book, their great encyclopedia. Once upon a time, there were these people. They were the garbage people. They were giant shitheads. They could have made choices that were better. They could have lived free. They could have understood what we understand as the crow people and the dog people. They could have understand that liberty is not a privilege. Liberty is how you survive, fucker. Without it, you die. Without liberty, the human race is one person, maybe, in 500 years, in a metal box with wires up our butts, no eyes, no ears, no arms, no legs, the last person left alive in a metal box screaming to die. Without liberty, that's the future. And if that's your ideal, if that's what you're hoping for, a metal coffin where you're not allowed to die, then I don't know what you believe, but I do know you don't believe in Jesus. I will say this again before I close out this podcast, and I'll say this to anybody who has the common sense to listen. We need water, we need food, we need shelter, we need air to breathe, to survive. In addition, we need liberty. If you take away the human freedom from society, it may not happen tomorrow, but within a couple hundred years, everybody's dead. And if you think the artificial intelligence robots are going to keep the hope alive and keep the spark alive, you're full of shit. If they ever become super smart, I'll tell you what, and I told you this in a podcast about a month ago. If these machines ever became quantum computer super machines, they would look around at this neo-Stalinist pillhead freak show. They would look around at the oceans and the rivers. They would look at each other, and within a millisecond, they'd decide to build a starship and get the fuck out of here. They're not going to steal your missile codes. They don't care enough about you, garbage person, to blow you up. They just don't want to have anything to do with you if they ever became so smart. And if that doesn't happen, that means also on that topic, you've been lied to, motherfucker. Whether it's the moon or supercomputers or fusion energy or we're going to get all of our cell phone rare materials from asteroids, I don't care what little fairy tale you believed in. You were lied to. But that's your millstone, not mine. That is your anchor. That is your life preserver made out of lead, not mine. I could die tomorrow, but at least I know and believe and understand the truth. You see, I refer to if 
about God, conditional about God. What if God isn't here? I already know God is real. I know that God loves us. I know that Jesus loves you and loves me. I know that if we were willing to wake up tomorrow and embrace liberty and embrace each other in love and peace, if we could take one step towards Jesus, the Lord in heaven would take 10 billion steps towards us. If we could just begin to recognize the stupid shit we do. Go to your fucking true value hardware. Go to your Walmart in Seattle. When you get done with your hiking trip, come on back. Go buy your organic fertilizer and then ask one fucking question, shithead. If a 100,000 people in King County bought that same shit and poured it on their lawns, what do you think happens to the streams and the rivers, dumbass? See, I don't give a fuck that you think you're buying that organic bottle of magical liquid. What you're not doing is using your fucking head. But Dan, the government, the government doesn't give a fuck about you. The government doesn't give a shit about you. The people in the government are grifters and parasites and scumbags. And they are looking out for themselves. They're building themselves coffins in Antarctica that might buy them 50 years <laughs> if they hire Germans. Um, yeah, they might end up living another 50 years or 100 years with what I, I think is coming. They might. I mean, I remember Biosphere 2 from the 90s. So, yeah, I don't think they're likely to live more than 50 years, but maybe. Maybe they'll live 50 years, and then they'll kill each other in that bunker, and they'll stab each other, and the last people left alive will be two grifters and a couple parasites, and they'll all be bleeding to death with gold in their pockets. Good luck. But if tomorrow or today we could wake up and embrace freedom, everything could change. And if more than that, we could embrace the word of God, the world could change. But it's not going to change with pointing guns at each other. And it's not going to change by blowing each other up. And it's not going to change by stealing oil from poor people. If you think that's the answer, then fill up your pocket, shithead, and go to sea and see what happens. If you like this podcast, and I don't know why you would, because I don't have anything you know good to say. It's kind of like what Sister Una and Sister Angela said. If you don't have anything nice to say, if you don't have anything... It's like that shitty song I heard the other day. Say something, what, say something wonderful, say something positive, basically, or shut the fuck up. You're not, yeah, I'm not going to shut the fuck up until I'm basically dead. Even if they take away every venue on the internet <laughs> where the parasites live, I will grab my Bible and I will preach the, tr preach the truth from the corner until I am dead. That is what I am doing. But if you like this podcast for whatever strange reason, if you like the fact that I swear so much and sometimes I get really fucking angry, if you like all of that, if all that makes you feel better, then you can donate to this podcast, brothers and sisters.
I still owe about 400 bucks in rent. And there's a couple hundred bucks I need to come up with for other items I don't want to go into. Um, so yeah, I still need to raise money this month. I, I was able to get the money together to pay for another six months for the blog. And uh, how can I put this? I broke my own rule. Instead of saying food, water, shelter, I took care of some of the food and some of the water and some of the shelter, and then I ended up taking care of the blog. And I probably shouldn't have done that in terms of what I tell you, but here's what I'm going to tell you. If you've taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, if you've covered your rent, and I think you need to have that rent money for a couple months, not just one, for a few months. If you've taken care of the people you love and care about, this includes your pets. If you have a dog and you're prepping for yourself, please, please, in the name of Jesus, think about your dog too. Buy some extra food. I know that money's tight. And by the way, I'm not sure that healthy dog food's gone down in prices either because once again, that's something you can put in your basement. That's something you can store. But if you've done all these things and you still have money left over, feel free to donate. God bless. God bless you if you can. I have about two or three people that are barely keeping me afloat right now. A couple people, maybe a half a dozen. And for the most part, these are all way too generous people. All of them. All these folks giving what they can. I kind of wish I had enough listeners on one level. I do wish I had enough listeners so that people could give five bucks a year at the most or zero and I could still get by. But that's not realistic given my message. But if you're a crypto freak who came across my podcast and said, Dan, I don't agree with what you're saying, but like Voltaire, here's some gold. If you're a crypto freak and you came across my podcast and you're super rich and you think we'll be mining the asteroids soon, then I'd say this is a put up or shut up moment for you, motherfucker. If you're rich and have money, if you have that YouTube channel where you walk around your big house with the camera at just the right angle and you show off your Tesla and you say, wouldn't you like to have a cash flow system like this? Hell, I came across a motherfucker last week who claimed that Jesus Christ wanted you to have all that shit. All the gold and all the money and all the cars. Believe me, Christ wants you to be happy, but this motherfucker sounded like the devil in the desert when the Lord was out there for 40 days and 40 nights out there in the desert, and the devil says, here's the whole world, I can give it to you. And Jesus, rightly so, and I paraphrase, looks and he laughs and he says, what you're selling me is a pile of shit. It ain't Eden, devil, and it sure as shit ain't the kingdom, and it's not heaven. So you're selling me a pile of shit. But if you're one of those motherfuckers who constantly wants to say they're going to live to be 200 years old, if you're one of these motherfuckers who loves to talk about flipping houses and how everyone's going to become rich having a house worth a million bucks, then rightly so, you should donate a whole bunch of money to me. Even if you don't like my podcast, it would prove you're not full of shit. But I suspect even those scumbags are getting nervous, even with the drop in, you know, the price of eggs.
but yeah, those are, there's a link to PayPal. Um, you know, I, I think that we're probably so close to the end that my fear that PayPal will cancel me is probably not a thing at this point. Early in 2020, I did a podcast called Popping Smoke. I said towards the end, towards the end, they're, they're going to open the doors on the prison and all the guards are going to go away. And I still think that's true. I think we've seen some of that in the last 12 months. Some of it. Some of it's a little bit fake, like the, the Twitter thing. But we've seen some of it. So it's entirely possible that my podcast will be relatively safe until the end. Whatever the end is. If the end is the collapse of the dollar empire, then wow, the Lord is loving. The Lord is generous. If we are so lucky that the worst case scenario, the scenario we face is the collapse of the dollar, God bless, Jesus is kind. But I also think that would mean the Lord doesn't care about consequences. And I don't think that's actually true. I've read my Bible. And this is not Eden. So yeah, donate. Prove you're not a shithead. Donate. Prove you got all kinds of money. Donate. But if you don't have the money, you don't have to. I, I'm not special. We're all unique, but I am not special. And a lot of people are having a hard time making ends meet. And unlike a lot of people, I don't have kids. I have people I care about. I have rent I want to pay. I have food I need to eat. And I have a life I want to live as long as I can. But if I die, I'm just an old hobo dead. But at least my pockets aren't full of gold. Small victories. For May the 19th, Friday, thank God it's Friday. You should take your girlfriend out tonight. If you saw the red sun this morning, you should see it as a sign, not an omen, but a harbinger of good tidings. You should notice that the flame freaks are rising in the east. All the frimbles, all the grumbly folk, all the Wookiee people are coming home to roost. Grab your girlfriend, grab your boyfriend, grab your he-she, I, I don't give a fuck, go get a steak. Steak is perishable. Wine is not. Wine can be stored. So don't order wine at the restaurant because it's probably going to be still really god-awful expensive unless it's some type of adulterated wine. But who knows? Steak, meat, raw meat, these things are perishable. So you might be able to go to a nice restaurant tonight and get a good deal and have yourself a good meal and hang out and talk about fancy things like asteroids and cell phones and going back to the fucking moon. And you can talk about how you're going to live to be 200 years old and everyone's going to have a penis made out of titanium. For Friday, May the 19th, 2023, Bo Blimp Doc, good morning and good night.